but it is what it is. So yeah. what's up guys? Pumped to be back. Had a great trip to the Keys. Really, really relaxing. I didn't even know that I needed that, but it was a nice decompressing trip. But I'm pumped to be back. So what's been going on in the market the last couple of days, Monday, Friday? I mean, Putin, you know, today we wake up to news that Russia came out with a vaccine. And I was telling dad, I don't, obviously a lot of people don't trust it, but they do have a lot of smart minds there. He gave it to his daughter. Who knows? Maybe they did discover it. They were beating us in the moon race. It wouldn't shock me if they beat us to the vaccine. So, you know, the Russians are known to uh, take chances. So that's how you win in life. They don't need a phase three if you have Putin in charge. Exactly. Phase ready. Yeah. (laughs) They're ready to roll. They're just they're using his daughter as a guinea pig, which is ballsy. But, you know, uh, we'll see what happens there. I think that clearly you're going to see positive reaction today, at least in the market, at least to start. Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, we always talk about how whether you're watching CNBC or reading different articles, they love to have a headline to explain the action. But if you kind of look behind the scenes, from my vantage point, the COVID cases peaked. They've been going down. No one's really talking about it, but it's the reality of the situation. And yesterday you started to see, uh, call it a rotation, call it a rally, but stocks benefit from the reopening and us beating the pandemic took over yesterday. Well, I don't know if people already had news about the Russia thing. I don't think anybody takes the Russia vaccine I don't want to say they don't take it serious, but I don't necessarily think that's moving the markets and big money is like, oh, we have a vaccine now from Russia. Let's jump in as much as the worst is probably behind us. And now they're looking for stocks that might not be nearly as bad as they originally thought if things do get back to normal. It's crazy. Like, Dad, uh, I think it was last week where you were like, yeah, if you have the courage to do it, it may be a good play to short Peloton and go long Planet Fitness. I went along Planet Fitness. I didn't short Peloton because who knows. But I mean, there are some massive rallies going on right now in the reopening stock. I mean, Play with Dave and Busters, they were up over 10% yesterday. They're up over 8% now pre market. You got the gambling, the casino stocks that are all going through the moon. There's no doubt that, you know, people are probably starting to digest the fact that at some point this pandemic's going to be behind us. And we are going to. I mean, look at the death rate. I've been saying this for a long time. This thing has been political for a while. Now everyone's realizing it's just time to stop. The cases peaked a long time ago, and there's only so much you can manipulate numbers for the masses until everyone gets it. I've seen it in New York. Last night, walking around, this city is finally, like, I'm ready to get on a lease here, finally, where I, I finally feel like this is New York again. Yesterday, I was at the park with Sean very few people with masks on in a way where you just get the sense that everyone's just like, okay, like there's not enough deaths to make sense of wearing this. Like that, that's the vibe I'm getting the last couple of days around here. And it was not like that up until this past weekend. Once they said they were reopening schools, it seemed like the floodgates opened. Dad, what are your thoughts? Well, it's interesting how quickly the narrative can change, and that's what we're seeing the last couple of days. But it could go back just as quickly. Um, you know, that I think um, 
when you say the casino stocks were strong, uh, obviously China has opened up the uh, visas in Macau. So that had a lot to do with why those stocks were strong. Uh, at the same time, though, you have the um, college uh, football canceling, and that's our DraftKings, and that's our Penn. But is that official? I heard there were mixed no. mixed bag on that. Not I official. Think, I think you're going to get some canceled, and that's too be much liability for college for NCAA. That's the problem with the student athlete and families. It's not when you're dealing with pro sports. The difference is the money with the players. So when the problem of putting these kids at risk that aren't making money and, you know, it's just there's too much jeopardy. And I, I don't know where that's going to head, but it's a different game. You can't put college kids in a bubble like you could with Yesterday pro athletes. was an overreaction in DraftKings and Penn. College football is going to happen. The teams that want to play are going to form their own conference. Kids need to play. If they're it's not going to be enough, though, because if you have uh, the Big Ten cancel, that will lead to something else. You just don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, people are going to find things to gamble on, but it won't be the same. That's what I'm curious to talk to you guys about with the gambling, because I was talking to a couple of buddies about that. We're in this era where it seems like there's just so much action in so many different ways people are looking for. Are we going to see new options on DraftKings pop up that we're not even thinking well, of? Yes. I mean, that's going to happen. There's no question. So like, are we going to start seeing ping pong matches all of a sudden televised on ESPN that are you're able to bet on? You know, because there's no doubt when you think of DraftKings platform, you can do a lot of damage with that and bring in a lot of different games into the mix. And I'm curious to see what they're thinking internally with that. Dad, I have the chart pulled up. I mean, what are your thoughts with DraftKings? Because obviously, you know, they ran up like crazy and we've talked about them a lot. And it hasn't been great. They have their earnings I think on Friday, I'm assuming before the bell opens. And, it, you know, obviously this is a massive speculation, but not really. It's obviously happening. But in terms of how much the stock's run up, like what, where is your head at right now with this stock? Well, you know, unless it breaks through like around the 33 level, I think it's going to be, um, you know, tough to get through that. But that's what you're looking for. Um, I, I don't think you could buy it until it does, if you're looking to buy this thing. Um, it's yeah, a classic. Yeah. You can't really tell in your chart, but if you look at a, oh, I don't know, let's take a 10-day chart. Can you do a 10-day chart on yours? Yeah, hold on. Oh. This morning I had a little pool, not, nothing too crazy, but no, I'm good. Yeah. Are you filming? Are you filming? There was a little. The ten-day chart, you could see a head and shoulders there. Yeah. And it came down. Nothing. I woke up to a little pool here. I just whipped out. You can see this now. There it is. This is a fourteen-day chart. Sorry about that, guys. There was a leak in this building. All right. Well, anyway, there's a we're looking at a 10 day chart of uh, DraftKings. And if you look back the last five or six days, it's been a head and shoulders. Stock came down real hard and it's got to do work to get through that now. So 33, 33 and a half is um, probably a better short than a buy right now. 
So you, but what makes this stock soar? Is it just a vaccine or do we have to actually see these got the full seasons without any of these opt outs? That's my concern here. Well, at this point, you want to see the earnings, see what they say. And, you know, up until then, I don't think anyone's going to be making new long positions. But what kind of like no one's expecting good earnings coming out here, right? Like, it's is there not, any it's not the earnings? It's what they say and what trends they're seeing what they're doing to combat the uh, competition they're going to have now. Curious to see if they're rolling out new betting ideas. Yeah. And, you know, what I didn't mention was MGM. I mean, the fact that they're oh, getting in, they have a new investor. It's uh, big stuff for MGM. Their stock was up huge yesterday. And, uh, yeah, there was unusual option activity in MGM last week. It's crazy. Anytime there's unusual option activity, it seems to only pan out every single time. Obviously, it's a strategy some people do. Dad, let me ask you, what are your thoughts on Las Vegas Sands and Wind? Because when I look at those charts, put up Yeah, there. I think it's, they're a little bit ahead of themselves, but they always seem to be. And um, They're ahead of themselves, you think? Yeah, a little bit because they're not getting the earnings or they're not getting the traffic yet. This is total anticipation of Macau reopening and getting anywhere close to back to normal. They are far away from where they're back to normal in Macau. My question to you guys, do you think, because I was talking to someone yesterday about this that isn't even a sports fan and he was telling me I'm going to jump the gun on going to a sporting event as soon as I could because I'm, I'm amped to be in a crowd. Do you guys see that being the case with like a place like an MGM win where people are going to flock? Like well, they, they have limited uh, capacity. It's costing them a lot more money to operate a casino now. But the limited capacity yeah. game, how long is that actually? Because they can't uh, sustain that play as a yeah, casino. Sure. I, I agree with Mike. Though. I mean, if, you, if you're thinking that the market looks ahead, I mean, you either get ahead of the trade or you wake up to it being too late. I mean, there's no – it's crazy when you look at the longer-term chart of Las Vegas Sands and Wind because there always seems to be these times throughout their trading history when the stock just gets destroyed, and then it always seems to come back pretty strong. And right Well, like, now, Dan, like Dad told us when we first got in the market, you can't bet against addictions. Caffeine, sex, gambling, alcohol – there are certain sectors that no matter what, <laughs> people are people, right? Like it come, what I'm asking you guys with the casinos, do you think people, when a vaccine comes out, everyone feels comfortable with this whole situation with the virus? Are people going to just jump the gun on getting back on flights? Or are we going to see more of the virtual vibe in the fall and winter? When people are kind of hesitant until it gets warm again. Well, you know, first of all, when you're talking about Las Vegas Sands, their main business in Vegas is conventions. That's not coming back anytime soon in any big way. That's what I'm highlighting here. So when when do you see that being the norm again with conventions and like literal crowds at these concerts? I'm seeing outdoor comedy shows now in New York. Right. I, I think you don't get back to any kind of normalcy till at least 22. So that's something to think about because that's that means it's tough to buy into unless you want to get way ahead of the curve and just wait. It's tough to be that gung ho about a casino stock if you're feeling like that. Yeah. But again, Macau is a different animal than Vegas. And if Macau can get back to 
any kind of uh, close to the occupancy that they had before, then uh, like Wynn is probably your better bet than Las Vegas Sands. Yeah, I'm definitely considering taking on a position of win just because, and again, I know on this show we talk about short-term versus long-term a lot. I'm talking long-term. Like This is definitely a company that, in my mind, has the liquidity to get through anything, and they're not going anywhere, and there's going to be a day where they are crushing it again, in my opinion. And I think there will be a day where this trades at all-time highs, which means that you know you could see a – 200 plus percent increase on your investment if you're in the stock. That's just my opinion. Let's shift gears though and just talk about the fact that tech's sliding and kind of has been for a little over a week now. No one's really talking about it, but I think it's very healthy. It is healthy. And I guess my question is is there a point where it starts to look a little bit more concerned? Because I agree, this needs to happen. It was getting ridiculous. I don't think that's concerning at all. I think it was, if anything, if that didn't happen, we were heading for a big pullback. No, my question was, at what point, though, are you like, okay, is this maybe, does this mean that because tech, which is the strongest sector, is this kind of going to be what happens to everything else and this just leads the way? Because sometimes if the market starts to turn, you see it happen and there's signs. And I guess my question to you guys, and start with that is if you look at an Amazon at what price and same with Netflix, are you like, okay, this is more than just a healthy correction. And this might be a sign of, uh, of bad things to come here for the market as a whole. Yeah. I, I think you're seeing a major rotation finally into the value, into the industrials. Look at Honeywell popped the last week. And the speculators are not going into these stocks on top of it. They, they've stopped for now. So without that froth and with the rotation, you're going to get uh, a sell-off, which really is pretty orderly in the tech stocks. I mean, there's no major giant moves here. And let's be real too, guys. Keep in mind, they all had great earnings. Like we, this, These tech stocks have gone up so much during such uncertain times and have anchored the market the last few months. So this is great. I look at this as, oh, awesome. We have more room to run. Yeah. And look, we've talked about Tesla. You know, we laughed when I said buy Ford, sell Tesla. That would have been a phenomenal home run trade if you put it on that day. And it probably still would be a good trade. Equal dollars, short Tesla, long Ford. I mean, a lot of people do hedge fund type trading are putting on industrial spreads like that. You know. Yeah, and I, I don't think we laughed at all. I think what you said was beyond intelligent. And it was such a like, okay, does anyone really have the stomach to short an Amazon and buy a Walmart, short a Tesla, buy a Ford, short a Peloton? Yeah. See, I have the stomach Ford. to buy a Walmart and a Ford, not short the other companies. Well, you don't have to short them. But the yeah. point is that those stocks are way ahead of themselves. We've talked about it at length, and that's not changing. On the other hand, like yesterday, I mentioned MOS, punching MOS there. Yeah, Dad, you text me MOS. I'm like, oh, should I scoop some? And then you just go MIA. Well, what is that's my stock for you today is MIA. I, I was scooping some while I was, I forgot to answer you. What's, but, what is this? Well, punch in the chart. It's in. This is it. Um, this is the stock that I was long 
years ago. And um, if you look at the very long-term chart, it, it came down from just ridiculous levels. And now it's starting to get some traction again. So what do they do? They're involved in um, the fertilizer business that, you know, it's a real kind of aid company, nothing fancy, but uh, it's on the, it's on the move here. And Interesting. A lot of like this, if you punch in Ford, punch in Ford, it looks like this. Start with a long-term chart. And then we'll go to the one-year chart. Are you on I, Ford? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Ford because I think their Broncos getting a lot of traction in terms of appealing to the young audience. It seems like Ford is almost turning a leaf. I used to always look at them as this stale company that I would never even think of. And, like, I would love to drive one of those Broncos around. I almost think it's as cool as a Tesla. So they're on to something. Yeah, and Ford has, you know, a new CEO, and um, there was even talk that maybe they should take them private. So a lot of press talk on Ford, whether or not it leads to the stock running up to 9 or 10, who knows. But uh, these stocks have room. Yeah, 9 or 10 would be a big move. What are your thoughts on Dave and Buster chart? Because I'm in them, and, you know, I, I, I think, obviously – they had That's their all high. That, induced, Dan. that chart, if there if people are feeling comfortable getting back, they're gonna pop. I mean, Dave and Buster's pre-pandemic, you have to you'd be hard pressed to find someone with young kids that didn't make that part of their regular routine for fun. It's like back in that when we were kids with the arcades at like the hockey arenas. Dave and Buster's is huge. I think that's a great buy if you're confident in things getting back sooner than later. And I mean, if you feel that way, it, it seems to me like they have a ton of upside on their chart. Dad, look at their chart and tell me the levels that you think are doable if what Mike's saying is true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't love that chart as much as some of the other ones because it, it looks more like uh, you're getting a pop and then on to the next thing. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of momentum in it yet. That could, cha that could change, but... I mean, we're yep. looking at 20% gains in a 24-hour period here based on the way it's going to open. Well, yeah, Putin's given his daughter the vaccine, supposedly. So that's clearly great news for these guys. Yeah, but Putin probably has 30 daughters. So if he loses one, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, Planet Fitness is another one I brought up last week that I took a position in that is also acting well. And, again, I think to myself two things. One, they're – they got a really high valuation. Like they're trading at a PE that's like over a hundred, which scares me a little bit, but they also opened a ton of new locations during the pandemic, which is crazy. They're making people wear masks. I mean, I'm thinking about joining one out here. I mean, you know, you know, I've been big on their model from, you know, for a long time with how cheap they are, the everyday gym vibe with the donuts and pizza. I think the big thing to think about with this, you have a lot of people that are out of shape from sitting indoors for months. And it's almost like that New Year's resolution when you have that influx of people signing up for gyms, thinking they're going to get into a great routine. I think you're going to see that same effect coming out of this early on where you would think a Planet Fitness is going to 
popping off of the barrier to entry is very low for someone committing to getting into a routine at 10 bucks a month. Oh yeah. Let, let's see what we got here. So I, I love planet fitness. And, and you know, let's not forget about Boeing, which kind of has taken over the lead for uh, Apple on the Dow. Oh. Boeing is uh, gonna, it's like a rocket ship in the last few days. So yeah. before I pull up Boeing, is there a level at Planet Fitness, Dad, that you like? You know, this is, it's the same kind of stock. So it, I don't think I would play Planet Fitness. I think there's better uh, plays in that whole category. I mean, I think you get more bang for your buck um, if you're playing an airline than Planet Fitness. All right, so I got Boeing pulled up now, which is obviously ripping. And what, what, like, what are the levels that you think Boeing could possibly get to here? Because obviously they've been kind of just going back and forth between 165 and 185 throughout the entire pandemic. Once they got in those levels, I no, saw like 200 is a level. And um, let's get there first. But I, you know, it looks like it could be a pretty quick ride to 200 if things uh, continue. Might be time for me to get back to Boeing then. They've, they've gotten uh, two defense contracts that, you know, the Trump administration is just feeding them business, I feel like. And what's this whole talk about Trump the talking about get, lowering the capital gains tax? Is that actually something that could happen here? I think that's interesting because there was an article in the journal yesterday about how bad it would be uh, if Biden plays around with the capital gains tax by increasing it, how it doesn't even bring in revenues. So I don't know if Trump saw that article and decided to push this idea today or yesterday. Yeah, um, well, pretty like, cool. yeah, I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, get rid of capital gains. It's the best thing they could ever I do. Agree. I agree. I think it's the best job generator in the, literally you can ask for in the world. If Look, you get rid Trump of has 85 days to every day he's going to try to do something. So is there possible that, that Trump can actually initiate something like that? Before. I, don't know if, I don't know if he'd get away with an executive order. It's the only way he would get it through. And I don't know if that if they're going to fight that with a what kind of ramifications would there be from that, though, if that actually happened? Well, if they think that Biden's going to win and that capital gains deduction goes into place this year, I think that would cause selling. Uh, yeah. Off of what? The, the notion of Biden uh, not losing, you mean? No, if Biden loses, he's going to raise capital gains tax. So Congress? you mean if, if Biden wins, he's going to raise capital gains? Biden wins, right. Yeah. So uh, Trump, by lowering it now, is actually going to make the uh, market um, sell really greater if he loses. Take their capital gains now. So he's trying to just kind of corner everyone into being like, hey, vote for me or else. I love that. Yeah, dad's basically saying if he wins, it doesn't even matter if he loses or wins, just if he lowers it, people already think he's going to lose. So it'll make them want to sell because they can yeah. then pay less tax. But the numbers, right beyond, sorry, the numbers in the election are getting closer. Yeah, no, Trump is, this guy is, I, I would honest, not be that horse. To be honest, and I don't want to, you know, get into a political conversation here, but I think the way Trump has started handling things in the last few weeks. Genius. The power genius. of the pivot. I and, think, and, I, 
it's market. We're the stock market coincides. We're in an election year. It's I a political show in the fact we all want to make money. That's huge. We're, we're three months away from a big indicator on where this market's heading. I know. No, I know it's a hot topic and people really, really hate Trump. I think he, I don't think people hate Trump. Trump. They're afraid to talk about it. He's using his business skills with the way he's trying to broker the TikTok deal and take a commission. I mean, you got to love it, to be honest. We're going to be seeing a lot of him for a few more years, I think. He's really been kind of sort of Boeing that had a lot of unusual auction activity in it that is looking like it's starting to act well, too. And I know we talked about them on here like a month and a half ago when it looked like they're possibly going to break out and it never really happened. So I'm curious if maybe now's their time. I mean, look, the one thing I will say just about all of this is it, it, it's starting to get to the point where it feels like, oh, everything's just going to go up. Like everything's going to go to all-time highs. And that's usually when it just doesn't. And that's what I keep thinking in the back of my mind here is it, it almost seems like even the bears are starting to convert and be like, yep, the market's just going to go to all-time highs. There's no chance yeah, but let's. Let's not forget, like Davy Day Trader yesterday, the market was up 350 points or whatever it was, and he was down $400,000. Yeah, there's a lot most, of most people there. are in these high tech flyers, and that froth is coming out of the market right now, which is a good thing. And the fact that money's going into the industrials and the value stocks is not, I feel more comfortable with this market than I did last week with these techs going higher and higher. Me too. And I, I think you're looking at it, if you pull up an Amazon, it's starting to look at a, a good adding to it. I, I'm thinking about putting a little more back into that guy. Well, but yeah, I mean, Amazon, you know, on any pullback, you can make the argument that long-term it's great. I, I guess my, I feel like we got to bring up the banks and the oil stocks a little bit. Thank here, you. Because they're, they're yeah, they're the ones that are finally like you've always said rally isn't real unless the banks can get involved. It seems like that's finally happening. I mean, I don't know if Buffett buying a bunch of Bank of America kind of was a big vote of confidence in the banks and it just kind of set the whole sector up. But I got the JP Morgan chart pulled up. They're obviously, I think, our favorite bank in the group. And you know, they're finally over that 100 level, which it seems like they were struggling to do, even though that they did the last couple of days. Yeah, well, you JP know, if you, look at, if you look yeah. at this chart on JP Morgan, higher um, lows going uh, back. You, you notice that? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, and that's, that's a better chart than like PLAY, which keeps bouncing off the same bottom. Yeah, JPM's looking sexy here. So, you know, JP Morgan looks to me like it can you know, probably work its way to 115 if things stay steady here. Which and, is a uh, massive trip. And Goldman Sachs is another one. Quietly, Goldman Sachs has gone up about 5 6% in the last uh, few days. And, Dad, let me ask you, like, because I know we own BP, and I'm sure all the oil stocks are kind of trading together here. Is there, like, give me the bull case where the stock can get back to where it once was. Like, I know when you look at the historic chart of BP or oil, it seems like they go through these ebbs and flows where they get beaten down and they come way back up. And when you first told me that you liked in 2016, 
you thought that they can get back to like the 80s level because you were like they've never really quite recovered from the golf spell as far as their stock right. goes i'm curious like what what could get this stock to the point where i should consider doubling down at these levels yeah i don't you know i think bp has completely changed their strategy over the last couple of years and they're really into this green movement and i'm not sure it's as profitable a play as um some of the other oil stocks but bp could easily work its way back to the mid 30s um on an oil rally there's you know the reason it's up today besides oil being up they're talking about selling their chemical division they really want to be as green a oil company as you can be and i don't know what that costs them in profits by going down that route it may pay off big time for them, but well, I don't. It's their only choice long term. They well, have I don't think the other oil companies are playing that game as quickly as BP is. So that's why BP is the only, in my opinion, that's the only good play in that space because anyone not focused on that is going to just be wiped off the map. I don't know what they're doing, not being a first mover like the Chevrons and Marathons, but. BP, you know, Dan, we've hold, held it for a while. It's been dead weight. It, it's hard to imagine we're not going to see some prosperity there in years to come with what's happened in the world and the shifts that's going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the green energy thing. I think the energy sector in general doesn't really get any attention because people don't want to invest in oil stocks to do know where we are in the world. Yeah, it kind of reminds me there was a point in time where the tobacco stocks were like that, you know, and then Philip Morris just kept getting into other businesses where eventually the tobacco business was only a part of their company. So, so what are, starting with you, Dad, what are you looking at today? I, I think, you know, Clearly, well, I, I think I think these industrials um, are the way to play this. And um, I'm going to I bought Ford yesterday. I bought uh, Mosaic yesterday, MOS. And I'm going to look for places to actually add to those positions. Um, you can see Apple, Microsoft are down today. Um, the techs are not where it's at, at least for the short term. So you got to play names that are uh, either off the beaten track or the old economy thinking. And what, like pulling up the 20-day chart here for Ford, when you say you're looking at a level to reload, are you going to get too picky about that? Or are you no, just no I think with Ford, um, you know, I think you can get in at these levels. I don't think you have to wait for a pullback because it may be – the pullback is eight dollars to seven and three quarters you know yeah for sure mike uh i bought some pinterest yesterday i also loaded up more sgen and i bought some dupont and waste management um i'm looking to add more to my beyond position if that dips a little more here i'm gonna be loading up i, I think that's been oversold since earnings with news that wasn't even bad and I'm also thinking about adding to my Zillow position. It's come off 10% since its highs after earnings, which is ridiculous. It's a typical Zillow move. And you might as well take advantage of that volatility. They had phenomenal yeah. earnings. 
I actually tweeted about that this morning, how I'm going to buy Zilla. They put, you know, nice 10% pullback after earnings, typical yeah. bull before a breakout. I love the fact that they're trading in all-time high range because I'm starting to realize when a stock's in all-time high range, who knows how high it can go. And, like, you know, if Zillow could somehow get to 100, then maybe it gets to 150. I I'm, think they're going to break out to all-time highs from so, there. My, my two stocks of the day, I mean, I know, uh, you know, Bob was not loving them, but I'm at the moment doing pretty damn good with Dave and Buster's and Planet Fitness. And yeah, I, uh, how about HPQ? Aren't I know you've been huge on them. Aren't their earnings coming up? Their earnings are coming up, and yeah, I and mean, they've been crushing it. It's been a great investment for us. What we saw that the CEO bought stock, I think, about two and a half months ago. That was a was great a call. Man. Yeah, it really was. Their stock is acting fantastic. It's above 19 right now, which I'm long a thousand shares with you. So let's see that thing go to the moon. Before before we end this, I know it's over, but I'm just going to pull up the chart real quick. And ALGN, by the way, guys, I know we brought them up. Get on that bandwagon. They are in. Uh, they're looking really nice, and they are breaking out. That's Invisalign for anyone that wants to know. Huge pent up demand right now in that space. And HPQ Hewlett-Packard, the printing company that, you know, printer, they do a lot of things, but it's the chart. They turned down an acquisition at 24 price per share about a year ago from Xerox. And now they're trading at 19. They were trading at about 16 when we first brought them up on the show. So, yeah, that's looking nice. And one so, yeah, more, HPBI, by the way. I forgot to mention, I added to that position yesterday towards the close it's pulled back a good amount since earnings, and I, I think it's a phenomenal holding with what they're up to. That's Activision, Blizzard, uh, ATV. Yeah. I, I so, agree. I mean, I'm a take two guy, but I love the sector as a whole. I'm yeah. with you on that. So, all right, cool. Guys. Money time. <laughs>